Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are hearing from, I greet you according to the time you are in right now, hope you guys are doing well, and I welcome you again to another episode of Nomnaya Podcast with Josephine Ishola, I am Josephine Ishola, your host as usual, and today I'm going to be talking about character study lessons to learn from the life of joseph in the bible so i was then i was in study but i was studying my bible recently and I just feel like the Holy Spirit dropped in my mind to study the life of joseph and i want to share what i've learned in the life of joseph with you guys i was really really amazed at many lessons that you can learn from the life of joseph in the bible it's so amazing. I'm going to be sharing, I think, about six to eight points. Yeah, six to eight points. The lessons I learned from the life of Joseph. And I feel and I know that the Holy Spirit wants me to communicate it to you. That you bless your life. And yeah, let's get right into it. So the first thing, okay, the scriptural reference for the lesson of the life of Joseph is, lessons from the life of Joseph, rather. Is from Genesis 36, 39 to 45. So Genesis 37 talk about Judah and Tamar, but it's not about Joseph. So that's why I excluded 37. So it's Genesis 36, Genesis 39 to 45. That means Genesis 36, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. Yeah, so let's get right into it. The first lesson. I learned from the life of Joseph, and I want to share with you guys, is no slander, no freedom. No slander, no freedom. You know, this slander that um, came from the wife of Potiphar to, towards Joseph, that hmm, Mr. Joseph, or oh, the Hebrew he brought with us, has done the food to us. He slept with me and it was about he attempted to sleep with me and because I screamed out loud, he let close with me, you understand all this kind of thing. The story story. I just imagine if media media were to be in that time, Twitter age, and they want to write the report journalist. I used to dream of being a journalist, yeah, I can still do it too. The journalist to write about what happened between Joseph's wife. Jesus Christ. I said Joseph. Just um Potiphar's wife rather and Joseph himself. And just imagine what media will have written about them. So there was a slander from the part of from Potiphar's wife. Like there was a lie, there was a report from Potiphar's wife that Joseph attempted to rape her. Whereas it was radical, you know, there's something we call in drama. I've forgotten that word. I was taught in literature. The audience knows the truth, but the character involves involved in the drama don't know the truth. Maybe I will search about it. I've forgotten that part. There's a word that is called in drama. The audience that are reading it that are watching the drama, they know the truth, but the characters involved don't know the truth of what is happening. So that's the same thing that happened in Joseph. We that are reading the Bible, not like, ah, this is what is happening. We wish you can enter into this and just judge the case. Like, no, I saw it. I saw it. What happened? But actually, you couldn't help Joseph. <laughs> He's a pastor. Sorry about that. So, what happened was that she lied. Hmm. 
So just imagine something that what if Potiphar's wife didn't lie? What if she what if she didn't even attempt to, you know, seduce Joseph, the handsome guy, the cute innocent boy doing the work of the Lord in his master's house? What if Everybody was on their lane, lane, respecting themselves. She respected herself as a, as a wife of Potiphar. And Joseph also was minding his business. What would have happened? He most likely would have tabernacled in Potiphar's territory. He most, most likely would have been comfortable in that space. That ah, I'm already doing well. Money, I'm making money. I'm a leader. Even I'm a master in Potiphar's house. But what God planned for him, what was God's plan for him, was that he will rule over Potiphar himself. That's what I, that's that's what he can refer to the enemy called average. He will have been so much occupied, so much that banakud, and he won't he won't feel fulfilled in that space. So there's sometimes that God just have to permit some things in our life to push us forward. Because this is not where you're supposed to be. Because you're already in any particular kind of money. Because you already have a particular position or a title in this sphere. And God is like, no. I want you to be king. I want you to be a prime minister. I want you to rule even over Potiphar himself. Potiphar is a, is another, is a level of dominion. That's not the main dominion. It's like he's a guard, a captain of guard over prisoners. Like, can you imagine the prisoner? I'm sure that there are other positions higher than Potiphar in that place. And God wants to even make you higher. And all the magistrates, than all the people that counsel the king, and all the advisors of the king. You know, Potiphar can never come to, I don't think he can come to the level of advising Pharaoh himself. He's just in charge of the prison guard and he's wealthy. So, can you imagine what God actually planned for Joseph if that had not happened? He would have still been in Potiphar's house and feel like, oh, I already have money now. I already make money, I'm just stay and die here. No. But. What God planned for him is beyond Potiphar's house. So the first thing I learned from that part is that when there's no slander sometimes, there's no freedom. When there's no pain, when there's no captivity, when there is no somebody eating, uh, somebody, when there's no hatred from somebody towards you in that office, you understand? You tabernacle so much. You tabernacle so much to be a lecturer. For instance, God wanted to plant universities. God wanted to build schools. You tabernacle to be a teacher. If God did not bring one person that will just hate you and just they just sack you in that in that school, just like an, an example. Maybe just sack you in the school you are working. Why? Because God wants you to go and establish your own school, but you won't see it because of the mega salary they are paying you or because of the huge money they are paying you. And what God wants for you is more than that. Another thing, point number two, another thing I learned from the life of Joseph is God's time is the best time. Or you should say, God's time is your time. God's time is my time. When is not the time God has assigned for you, no matter how hard you try to get out of a pain or captivity, you will just struggle in vain. You won't get out of it. Like You will still come back and do your tests and pass it. <laughs> Seriously. And you consider that in the life of Joseph, when he told the but when he interpreted the dream of the butler, and we can't read about it. I cannot start sharing the dream of the butler. I think that happened in chapter 38. I don't know. But you can check check it out. I think chapter 38. So 
and he told the chief butler that please when you get back to palace remind me you tell Pharaoh that i did not know anything about what happened though <laughs> but actually thought of it that imagine the chief butler had remembered what joseph said remember this plea because i feel like god doesn't make the butler for god totally because you want to take the glory man will eventually take the glory now god won't, and god will take the glory concerning our lives imagine butler adding the chief butler had informed pharaoh two things could have happened first of all the pharaoh pharaoh could have just ignored him as like I'm not interested. What's my business? Let him stay in that prison forever. Secondly, he could have listened to the chief butler and released Joseph and sent him back to his family, even with gifts. He would have sent him back to his father's house, even with gifts. You understand? He would have sent him back or released him. And since he's the king now, he's king of Potiphar. He will release him and send him back to his family even with gifts and his father would be happy to see but <laughs> god is after god is after the dream the vision he has given joseph no he had a dream prior to the to him being sold prior to his captivity yes so his dream would have been forfeited the vision god had would have been forfeited because it's god's vision it's god's purpose for mankind through a vessel named Joseph that would have been forfeited if Chief Butler had remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh about him. You understand? Is it that Pharaoh is not convinced or is convinced and just asked him to go? <laughs> just imagine what would have happened. And another thing I learned connected to the part of the Chief Butler is that Their lives attached to his breakthrough. That's number three. Point number three. There were lives attached to Joseph's breakthrough. Beyond Joseph's desperation for freedom, God wants to use one man to save the lives of many at the right time. If Joseph had not been into captivity, many lives, including Joseph, would have died, would have, wished, would have been wasted. Understand so beyond Joseph's desperation for freedom, beyond what you are going through right now, their lives are attached to you. If one million people are praying for a job in Nigeria, many one million youths are praying for a job in Nigeria, and God raised 100,000 youth that will provide jobs for others. That's what God will give, He may not give all of you position one million people position hmm? or it will raise few people that will bless others like they are less attached to you you have lives attached to you everybody has life attached to you there's a there's a child on the street right now begging crying some people are not going to school right now because somebody has somebody is yet to rise one of god's children is still down children one of god's children is still lacking. That's why as children of God, we have to prosper because their lives attached to you. Beyond I want to make money. Beyond I want to be rich. Their lives attached to you. Their, your breakthrough is attached to somebody. You understand? 
your breakthrough in life is attached. Your pain is attached to somebody's progress. Like your breakthrough is attached to somebody's progress. You are is a connection. Is a is a connection. That's what happened to Joseph. Beyond the, beyond his desperation for freedom, God wants to use him to imagine he wasn't. He had not been brought into captivity. Many people have died. Though. That's what God saw. His family will have been in danger. Many people in Egypt, many people around the world. I think the family was around the world. It was only Egypt that had food then. Many lives would have been destroyed. Probably that would be the another time that God would destroy the world. You know, there was time that God destroyed the world in the time of Noah. Probably be another time for the, of destruction for the world. Due to famine. You understand? So their lives attached to you beyond your desperation for breakthrough from that pain, from that captivity. There are lives attached to you. Yes. You are an orphan because there are orphans attached to you that you must help. You have you couldn't sponsor yourself through school. You couldn't move forward in your academics. Why? Because there are lives attached to you. By the time your breakthrough comes, by the time your breakthrough comes, and most likely you venture into that field of sponsoring children in school, of giving food to the orphans. The last attached to you, you're not alone. So just calm down and she at the right time. There's a, a special time. Probably in the next three days now, there's going to be a family in Nigeria. And it is today God wants you to have your freedom. Probably there'll be family in Nigeria in the next three days. God forbid, though. As an example. But God wants. God will raise a, up a man, probably like a week to that time, or like five years to that time. Why? It's timing. You may want to break to ten years from now, but it's not. What do you want to break through for? God gives you. God gives you responsibility. Doesn't God doesn't just give title. He gives responsibility. So the reason why it is time is because there are life attached to you. So it is a timing because there are some. There's a. There may be a policy that will rise one day that will not be what Christian. So that's the time God wanted to be a governor. Even though you'll be trying and striving and striving to be a president, to be a governor, to be that leader. But God wanted to be a leader at a particular time in your life where you will favor somebody. See, your life is not your home. Your life, the life attached to you. You can't live life alone. So God wants you to, God wants you to have a, your breakthrough at a particular time because of, at a particular time because of lives attached to you. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. I pray that the Spirit of God will give you revelation and understanding. So another thing that I learned from the life of Joseph is that he refused to commit sin because of God and not because of his master. You know that thing like, for instance, someone like me, I came from a pastor's family. I came from, I have a pastoral background. And imagine just that I don't want to commit sin because of my parents. I don't want to fornicate because of my parents. Ah, because of the image of my parents. No. Because if it's better than many pastors child that are doing that though, like it's a choice that because of God, what is God thinking about me? If I should do this thing. And that would bring me to my next point. Point number five. A value is fellowship with God. A value is relationship with God than the position he owned in Potiphar's house. He wants to keep his fellowship with God intact than his relationship and position in Potiphar's house. So it's better I just lose my job. It's better I lose my position. But let me stay with God because one with God is a major routine. You see, the Bible says that if man should be against you, you run to God, right? 
But if God is against you, where will you run to? Nowhere. That's the final. So, remember I said point number four is that he refused to commit sin because of God, not because of his master. And then I moved to number five that said that he value. Why? Because he value his relationship with God. Because there's something about sin. The, the first time we tried, at the end of the day, they will still change him out of the house because prophesy will still have to hear because he will keep repeating sexual sin. Just after once he has tried it, he will keep repeating sexual sin. So it's not because, ah, my mom, why my mommy feel? How my daddy feel right now? No, it's because, ah, we God feel. And what is a loving father? Even if you commit sin, even if you commit sin, he will forgive you. But what about the time wasted? What about the fellowship you have with God? Because there's something about sin when you commit sin. There's that that's withdrew, uh, that withdrawal that comes with committing sin, condemnation and guilt that comes with that. You don't want to talk to God again. You just feel like you just want to detach from fellowship with God. That's what sin does to you. So it's not like a perfect person. No, the Bible says that if you sin, you have an advocate. That means if, not when you sin. It is the question of if. Perhaps you see, you have an advocate. It's not that you not have. Not tabernacle territory. You you entrench something that okay. I want to build a tabernacle and a mansion of committing sin. No. Or if you sin, but at some stages in your life, some things are not allowed. <laughs> Seriously, because I just imagined. It's not a mistake. If Joseph has slept with Potiphar's wife, that was not a mistake. It's an intentional sin. Yes, it is a choice. He chose to sin because he don't want to lose a position. But he chose to keep his relationship and fellowship with God rather than his position with me. I don't want to take long on this podcast anymore. Okay. And the next point is number six, speed. When is it your time? No, there's nothing like there's nothing that can that can stop an open door. When it is your time? Hmm? God will make everything work together for your good. God will provide you a skill. Like, God will provide you a skill. Yeah, I forgot to mention something in fellowshipping with God. You've noticed that even in his captivity, Joseph grew in his fellowship with God. You've noticed before, in the beginning, when he was dreaming, he couldn't interpret dreams because if he had, he had the ab- ability to interpret dreams at that point, he would most likely wouldn't have shared his dream with his brother. You understand? So, Eventually, begin to grow in his relationship with God. Begin to build godly character. That that could be seen when he escaped and flee. You know the Bible says that when it comes to fornication, Bible did not say call upon the name of the Lord. Flee. So you ran. He did what the Bible said. You run when it comes to fornication. You run. You don't start speaking in tongues. When <laughs> when it comes to fornication, when it comes to sin, sexual sin, please run, run, my brother. Don't speak in tongues. Don't beg, my sister. Don't beg. Go. Run. That was the Bible says. So that was what he did. He beat Godly, Godly character. And I'm not saying he did. He grew in his relationship with God. He could interpret his dreams. It is in your place of fellowship with God that some giftings begin to give as gain expression in, in your lives. In your life, rather. So I can I have forgot about that in fellowship with God. And so now I've added it. He grew in his fellowship in his fellowship with God, in his relationship with God. And you could interpret dreams. So, I'm talking about speed. Back to speed. When it is God's time, you provide everything that you need, including the skills. Like, all, like, during the process of his waiting, God has already fashioned him. God has fortified him. 
he has built godly character. You know, the first place God plays him was, was money. <laughs> he learned how to manage people. He learned how to manage resources. And that's the same skill that he put into use when Pharaoh put him in charge of his, of his kingdom. He started small. God was training little by little. Even in the prison, he was managing people. That means he could understand when people are going through pain and challenges <laughs> because he was a prisoner. So God was training everything God was using to build him up for a better future. God was using to build him up for a better, for his assignments in life. So all those skills and everything, God used to work together. God made it to, you know, his work together for his good. And now it's time for him to, you know, it's time for him to, display and portray his assignment what god has called him to do so when it is god's time nothing can stop it all. everything that you have been learning you have been patiently learning not when you have been running away from tests you're running away from failure running away from mistakes everything all the failures all the mistakes all the imperfections all the pain and the captivity god will just turn it around for your good and at that point imagine what happened to joseph he got married daddy he became a prime minister that same day. He got properties. Just quick, quick. When is this God's time? This God's time. God's time is the best time. God's time is your time. Another thing that really blessed me is God prepared a table for him in the presence of his enemy so that he can feed his enemy. You notice the story of Jesus when he was doing when they were doing um the communion, when he was taking the communion. Judas was with him at the table, right? So, his enemy was sitting with him. And he knew that his enemy is Judas Iscariot, that is going to betray him. Yet, Jesus gave him his body. He said, this is my body. This is my flesh. He still gave him. In that notion, when Sammy said that, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemy. In the presence of my enemy, I will also feed my enemy. And that's the same thing Joseph did. He went and died with his brothers. He went and died with his brothers. So, for, stop praying that so, there's some enemy that will not die. Some enemy will actually die eventually. Yes, some enemy. <laughs> some people that they've decided to kill you. But some enemy that they hate you so much, they, they will just bring insults. They will bring slander. Every time, they will just be pushing you and pushing you. They will eventually push you to your progress in life. And eventually, God will prepare a table for you, presence of them, and you will feed them. So, stop trying to feel like, ah, when I make money, you are trying to prove to all the animals, your friends, that's, that they hate you, all the people that, when you are going through something, they neglected you, or they're even the one that pushed you into the captivity you are in. Hmm? Don't try to be like, I'm going to show them people. No. You prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy so that you can feed them, so you can sponsor their children, so you can pay for their fee, pay for their bills also. Yes. And the final thing that I learned from the life of Joseph is forgiveness. He chose to forgive and see their wicked plot as a channel and ladder to, and a channel and ladder for his greatness. And so he saw their wicked plot. He said something that we're not the one that brought me. God brought me here so that I can preserve your life. 
if I had not been brought here, if you guys had not pushed me, God used to be able to push me. All of us will have died last, last. The world will have perished the second time. This is the second time, but the third time, the world perished. So, I'm not really done that study. So, can you imagine? He forgave his brother. So, what were the lessons I've learned? Let me go over it again. No slander, no freedom. Because time is your time. There are lies attached to your breakthrough. Joseph refused to commit sin because of God, not because of his master. He valued his relationship, even in fellowship with God. Sorry, he valued his fellowship with God even in his captivity. Speed. Number seven. God prepared a table for him in the presence of his enemy. So God is preparing a table for him in the presence of your enemy, so that you can feed them. And lastly, forgiveness. I hope this has really blessed you. So I would like you to implement this in your life. Whatever face you are going through, are you still in captivity? There's a lesson for you from life of Joseph. Are you already a prime minister? Please forgive. <laughs> and one and die with I'm not saying you're not going to gather your enemy. There's balance to this thing. I'm trying to say that in case you meet with the people that betrayed you at that point, you should not go and lock them up in the prison. Joseph could have done that, but he didn't do it. So, give them food, give them clothes, give them scholarship, sponsor them. Glory to God. I hope that has really blessed you and transformed you. Alright, see you guys on my next episode. Comment, share, share to that friend that needs to hear this. Like it and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye. I love you guys.